band from Britain breaks through to American audiences, winning over teenagers with good looks and goofy personas. They tour the country, selling out arenas, causing girls to faint, and getting pelted with teenage panties. No, that's not the story of One Direction. It's the Beatles. It's nearly impossible to tell how contemporary pop stars will be viewed by history. They could end up like Belle Biv DeVoe with one or two hits and quickly forgotten. They could also end up like the Beatles. This is us speculating on how today's pop icons will be viewed by history. And this is Popcorn Yarn, matey. Hello and welcome to Popcorner, everybody. I'm your host, Max Sussman, and with me in the studio today, I would imagine he's crushing me in our March Madness bracket contest because I'm doing horribly. It's Zach Griffin. Viva la revolution! Pew, 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 pew. Daily Double? I'll take two. Um... Just a little house cleaning. There has been no The Neutral Zone Trapper the past couple weeks just because of scheduling issues, and we did record one a couple weeks ago, but <laughs> I couldn't find the audio for like two weeks. I'd all ho- I want that one to be deleted off the record because we did so poorly. No, no, no. Those <laughs> those picks will count. I just can't find the podcast. Um, so we're going to maybe try to do one next week. It's been a time crunch for us given the school, and there's four of us, and we're not all in the same class anymore. A little bit harder to coordinate. However, Zach and I continue to truck on with Pop Corner. I think we're like, this will equal the amount of episodes on each side now. Oh, with this nice. Episode. Then we should start doing the neutral zone traffic again now that we've evened it out. That's all what it's all been about. Yeah. So you heard from the intro. Today we're going to talk about... Pop stars. Surprise. Pop stars. What? One of, my, one of Max's favorite things. One of Zach's... Probably one of your favorite things. You I enjoy. Like discussing them. They're <laughs> not my favorite things in the world because they're A, they're people, but B... Hey, good point. They're not <laughs> objects. <laughs> and B, I don't like discussing it. These that they're already self-centered, but I like talking about sports, and they're all self-centered. I like discussing yeah, self-centered I, people and how self-centered they are. Mm, how about that? I think the key to Zach's heart is being conceited. That's why we're good friends. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, it's the key to my heart. The uh, so the idea is to look at current pop stars and kind of try to speculate. This was partially sparked by my love for Bruno Mars, and partially it was hundred percent. No, no, no. Partially sparked by uh, thoughts I had during music business class. Mm, okay. Especially when looking at Motown. Yeah. And because Motown unabashedly was there to make pop music. They were there to whiteify black music and make it sellable to white people. And they were there to do that in two two minutes and 20 seconds. Worked very well on my mom. Yeah, and it worked very well. It it was perfect. It it had a lot to do with who they got to write the songs and who they got to to play the music in the backing band, the Funk Brothers. Funk Brothers. Check it out now. Greatest, uh, (laughs) I get it. Greatest bass player of all time, James Jamerson, in that band, in my opinion. Flea played in Funk Brothers? <laughs> James Jamerson. <laughs> but that was where the where it came from was like these this was, I think, in the sixties probably seen I mean, it was seen as like kind of bubblegum pop if it weren't for the fact that it was black music for white audiences for the first time. But it's not a whole lot different from stuff like uh Natalie Gore was putting out, like it's my party and I'll cry if I want to. Like it's still saccharine pop songs just sung by these all time great singers. And now, with time having passed, and ditto for the Beatles, who came in as a pop act. Yes, with very time much passed, a pop they've act. they've quickly become 
classics, and they've quickly become regarded kind of the same way a Moby Dick is in literature, where like this is a transcend this is a transcendent piece of music. These are transcendent artists. You could learn from this. So the Beatles are the white whales of pop culture. There you go. And we're Captain Ahab trying mm. to catch those mothers, Ooh. trying to catch those melon farmers. <laughs> So we tried to take a similar look. This is purely speculative. I'm going to try to keep my own personal opinion about the music out of it. Isn't that what it's about, though? Kind of. But I'm... I'm In the words of Noel Gallagher, it's about the music. The it's music. about the music. And then Liam Gallagher. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's a perfect example of what the Beatles could have become if they had a couple less different... Less, less great breaks. I heard a funny story about the Beatles. Um, what was the song that... Oh... What was the song that yesterday. was all yesterday? That was oh yeah 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 that was in yeah. the documentary we watched. Yeah, that was funny about that. How John Lennon shots fired at Paul McCartney? Yeah, during this what was his song? It was one it wasn't his big one, but he had a line in it that said, uh, "The only thing you ever did was yesterday." And during the music video, he like winks at the camera, like yeah, oh, shots fired. Yeah, I can't remember what that song is, but yeah, that was like the the dispute over the songwriting credit because Lennon gets one and McCartney totally. You can tell from hearing that song that John Lennon didn't help write that song. No one else is on that song. <clears throat> it's just Paul McCartney and the piano. Paul McCartney, yeah. And it's so clearly a Paul McCartney song. There's no edge to it at all. It's just a really nice, okay. lovely I need to pop point song. this out. I need to point this out. When uh, we did our uh, Superb Owl halftime shows, mm-hmm. we talked about, oh yeah, Paul McCartney, the songs he wrote had no edge. But when we talked about the four songs he performed, the only one that he, that he performed at the halftime show was drive that wasn't his song was drive my car all the other ones were his songs mm-hmm. and those ones had way more edge than drive my car that's a bubblegum song beep, if beep, ever beep, beep, exactly yeah yeah <laughs> i mean yeah, no, that's, point that's that an early beatles song though that's like a really early early beatles song and that's bubblegum he did he played uh the james bond one right live and let die with yeah the like there's there's certain paul mccartney songs that have some edge but like he played all three of them at the super bowl concert yeah, yeah. sure <laughs> live sure. and let die band on the run like there's not a ton of them uh whatever anyway for me if you take john lennon out of the equation you get paul mccartney solo music which is like a little bit sappier in my in my opinion yeah well but we're not here to debate the beatles their place in history is solidified it's solidified i would say from now till the end of i time. hear people like them Let's start with Bruno Mars, though. Okay. What do you want to talk about, Bruno? How beautiful everything about him is. Um, most, no, not really. Most importantly, because I don't really find him that attractive. That's what I find no. so interesting about him is that he's, like, short. He's not particularly good-looking. He's not, like, an amazing dancer, though he's pretty good. Um, he doesn't have a particularly... He doesn't have a voice that'll blow you away. He hits the notes. Yeah. He's, he's solid. Just, he just, like, works really hard on stage. Like, he works really hard for the money, Celine Dion style. It's like a poor man's James Brown. He is very, or, yeah, like a poor man's James Brown, or even a poor man's Michael Jackson. I was going to say, or Michael Jackson. Which is, what is, which is why this topic came to my head, because I feel like if there is anybody that is going to achieve the status that Michael Jackson achieved, and that is currently around right now, it's Bruno Mars. I'd, uh, he but, is definitely the closest thing you can compare to Michael Jackson today, but I don't think he'll ever come close to being near the no, amount of I don't think anybody ever will. Period. Or impact that Michael had. I don't think you can anymore. I no. think there's too much saturation in that in like the kind of pop culture market, I guess. It was a very monolithic society back in the days before the internet where like if you were big, you were so huge. It's like Gretzky playing hockey. No one's ever going to be that good yeah. again. Just and because defenses and goaltending has got so much better. Things have changed. Yeah. Things have changed. changed. We talked about how Michael Jackson is almost a religious figure last night. And yeah. And not, not seen necessarily as a musician, which he is. 
but seen as this kind of idol in like the biblical sense of the word. Yep. People. He's a he's a golden calf. People worship Michael. <clears throat> yeah, and like you, there's no other way to explain away that people are still in denial about his alleged murder. No, no, no. His alleged various trysts oh. with young boys. It's alleged, alleged, alleged. Yeah. Um. But like the all, the evidence seems to all be there, and like I don't know why you'd be completely in denial. But my my wife is because she deifies the man. And Bruno Mars is not at that level yet. I don't think I don't know if he ever will be. But no. if there's anybody around right now, dude has like I don't know what off the top of my head. I definitely it's definitely between six and ten consecutive number one hits off his first two albums. Every single he's released has been in the top five. Most have gone number one. After two albums, mid mid to late twenties, he's already got half of a number ones album, which is I think only like four of those have ever been released. Mariah, MJ, The Beatles, and I can't think of anybody else who I know did a number ones, like just an album of their number one hits. Hmm. Can you think of anybody? No, actually. Besides those three? I, I do have a fun <clears throat> fact, though. Um, you know the band The Arctic Monkeys? Yeah. They, it was it their first few songs or albums were, like, I think it was like their first, oh, at least 10 thing was songs were number one in England, and the only other band to have done that was the, the Beatles. The Beatles. Which is funny, because the Arctic Monkeys have not even come close to even no, to but the same amount of... Do you remember when they were about to cross over into North America, and, it, it, and, the, and the hype was, these are the next Beatles? Yeah, I remember that. And I was like, I'm not impressed by their music, so I'm not going to be listening. But... I like them. They're no Beatles. But we know we know a few people who really love them. Josh yeah. Duncan loves them. Katie yeah. Murray loves them. They're they're a good band. I feel I, like I'm maybe two years a bit too old for the Arctic Monkeys. I'm just fine with them. The right they're time. just not, don't have the same impact. They they're not they're just a good band. There's nothing to them. There's nothing that sets them apart the way the Beatles did. I mean, the Beatles really got the start of their career because they're good looking. Like One Direction. One Direction got off to such a great start because they're so good looking. The One Direction comparison that I made in the intro is it's very valid. Sound. It's a very valid comparison. <laughs> and the people, and I, that's what I would always tell my mom when she would like she'd talk the Backstreet Boys or whatever when I was a kid. And I'd be like, Mom, just keep in mind that like the Beatles were 100% a boy band when they came over. They were musicians. They were a bit more musically inclined. But so they were the Monkees? They were boy band. The Monkees were a fabrication of the music industry. They weren't even a real band. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, like Ditto the Partridge Family, but that's not the same thing. <laughs> but like, if we talk a lot about, in sports at least, Hall of Fame projections. You know, LeBron James starts his career with X amount of points per season. He's on pace to do X amount of things. Yeah. He's on a Hall of Fame pace, we say. Sidney Crosby's Sidney on a Hall Crosby's of Fame pace. Sidney Crosby's on a, you know, a pace to end up with these amount of points and this amount Adrian of goals. Adrian Peterson, Hall of Fame pace. Etc. I feel like Bruno Mars is on an all-time great pace at the moment. If he continues at the way the way he's been making music and the way his music has been succeeding in the commercial realm. Yeah, commercial realm. That We've had this discussion before. I would put him up there in terms of the yeah in terms of marketing and in terms of his production like financial wise, you can't argue with numbers. But I don't think he'll have the same kind of impact, like a musical impact. musical impact. Like say someone who like broke some kind of genre barrier or was pushed the envelope. Yeah, because a lot his, of what he does is going back into the old catalog of fifties doo wop and yeah. like different styles of music we haven't heard in a while he's, but already exists. Yeah, ex- yeah, he's not pushing <clears throat> the envelope like say someone like. Um, Oh, I can't think of. No, like so let's say Fiona Apple, like somebody who musically, I don't know if you, yeah. you listen to her. No, no, but, but she musically pushes the envelope all the time. It yeah, often, it often sounds horrible. It does, but at least she's trying <laughs> yeah. something. Because I mean, the greatest of the greats got away with it because either a, I don't know, would you say Michael pushed the envelopes in terms of his music? Yeah, in yeah, ter- more, almost more in terms of the the music video. In terms of his production, 
His production was a whole other level. His stage show. We watched the the Superb Owl halftime show. Oh my goodness! Yeah. He didn't he didn't do anything for the first minute he was on stage. He just stood there and he couldn't because no one would shut up. Yeah, that's how um, that's how an all time great Michael is. So you can either a push the limits production wise or b push it musically wise. He kind of did both. Yeah, because he did the you know he did things like bringing Eddie Valen Eddie Van Halen into a pop song. And yeah. Various things like that, but a lot of his innovation came in music marketing in terms of the, the use of videos, and not even just Thriller. But, but Thriller's the big example. Beat It and Billie Jean are, are both very, very famous videos. Videos was Beat It the one in Egypt? No, Beat It's the one he's the got one? the red jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the one from where he, there's like an Egyptian scene? It's not Thriller. Uh, thriller. Uh, no, is it's, the... yeah, obviously it's not Thriller. <laughs> Those are only two I remember. I just remember the Beat It music video because the uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah, and then uh, Billie Jean is the one like in the alleyway where he's kind of like... When he's just following the girl and dancing around her? Billie Jean a little bit with Nance. Which, is it Smooth Criminal? No. They're both kind of very similar videos. Yeah. Which is the one where the girl... Oh. Billie Jean's the one where he's like following the girl around in the yeah. alleyway and he's like sexually assaulting her with dance, basically, against her will. <laughs> that's a great music video. Oh, it's a great music video. He's, but, like, he's such a good dancer. I love and Michael. And that's... I, I love I don't, Michael. I, I, I don't think anybody will ever be on the status of Michael Jackson, but if if we're looking back in 20 years, I think at the top of those pop standings is probably going to be Bruno Mars. How are, we, how are you judging this? Hits. Just pure popularity. Not Biebs? No. Biebs is on the way down. No, Biebs, Biebs is on the way down. Biebs is on my list of people to discuss. We'll get to him in a second. Okay. Let's switch genders real quick, though. Yeah. Lady Gaga. Because a lot of people want to be like, ah, she's the Madonna of nowadays. I'm inclined to disagree. I, I was thinking about this because I knew you were going to bring up Gaga. Here's a, This is my overall impression of like what Lady Gaga is to the music industry. Bleep. Bleep. She, blips on the radar? Bleep. She's just another blip on the radar. It's a good impression. Thank you. Good impression of a blip on the radar. Thank you. She, <laughs> I mean... What she's famous for has nothing to do with music. Not even her videos. She's almost a solid performance artist. She, she's actually a very solid performance her artist. Her and Miley, for me, are um, in the same boat in the sense that... <laughs> their art installations. Their, their <laughs> art and persona overshadow their abilities musically. Lady Gaga is a phenomenal musician they, and an amazing singer. They both are very good singers. They are, and so is G- and Miley Cyrus. But it's because they want to push their name and get themselves recognized, Miley with her... Bad girl, whatever you want to call it, image, the tongue. You hear that she insured her tongue for like millions of dollars recently? Just like um, Troy Palomalu's hair. Yeah. He's insured for like two million. Yeah. Um, and Gaga's just with the ridiculous at like attire. Well, well like for her, it's legit pieces. performance art for her. It's yes. like avant-garde performance art for Lady Gaga. Yeah. And like that's on purpose. 100%. She's got a whole team behind her. That's more like, I don't, that's not Madonna. It's more like Pavar- um, Pavarotti. Pa- not Pavarotti. What's the, pa- that's the one. Liberace. <laughs> That's an interesting comparison I've never heard before. Kind of Elton John. Remember Elton yeah. John with the ridiculous... Yeah. But Elton John didn't let the... I don't think he sexified himself nearly as much as oh, Gaga a chubby is. old British man. How could he have sexified exactly. himself? Exactly. <laughs> he just sat at a piano with a ridiculous gold suit and played the crap out of the, the ivories. But if Gaga did that, which he can't because I think it's different for a woman in pop culture, in the pop world. So I, I don't like her music at all. I don't like Gaga's music. I think she'll just she'll end up, you know, all those like, uh, like dance kind of house dance hits from the nineties, like what is love? Like those, like Hadaway? that style of song that kind of came she through. She just might go down as the most successful one of those. Yeah. Like I feel like she might just go down as the most famous ever and the most highly selling ever gay dance pop icon. <laughs> 
second to what to the village people? Yeah, like yeah, maybe yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> kind of the same idea. Well, she has the like, anthem. She wrote the anthem now, Born, Born This Way. way. Yeah, and like, there's, there's there's no way you're going to look back and be like, oh, Madonna, like all these, or not, or Lady Gaga, all these things musically Lady Gaga did that like influenced the world. Because a lot of her songs are actually straight lifted chord changes from Madonna songs. Born This Way is one of them. And it's not like Madonna even really changed the game. It's just it's just an electrification of straight up normal pop song chords. Madonna changed the game because she was the first, like, she was the material girl. Yeah, and it that's wasn't her music compare, that changed. That's things. why people compare Gaga to her. Yeah, because of the offstage persona, and the accoutrements around the music, the the cone bra, the like a virgin, yeah, music, like a virgin performance. Like performance, and the cone bra, and all these other things, kissing Britney Spears on stage. Probably she's kissed Lady Gaga on stage at some point. I wouldn't be surprised. Here's why I think Pink is a little bit more uh, has a, in my opinion, is closer to this generation's Madonna than Lady Gaga. Okay, I like I like pink. So be your tread lightly. No, in a positive way. Okay, I love Madonna. A lot of what Madonna did that made her incendiary and famous was pushing the limits of sexuality as it was seen at the time. Okay, she went more like she just went more with sexuality, and pink doesn't necessarily do that. She flies. She flies, but. Here's the thing. There's always been a little bit of debate about Pink's sexuality. Mm. For all the things Lady Gaga does and says, all the lip service, and I, that's kind of a mean way to say it, but all the attention she pays to the gay community, there's never been any doubt about whether or not Lady Gaga is gay. There was a rumor about that she had a penis when she first came out, and that was vicious, but like nobody's ever said Lady Gaga is a lesbian. Pink actually is... Did She came out as bisexual that one time, then took it back really quickly when there was backlash, Yeah, which I thought was super weak. It was weird <clears throat> what it is. My theory is that she's gay and afraid to come out. I don't think she is, But though. she's married. She, you're bisexual and afraid to come out. It's she's... So, yeah, well, she is married. She's married, yeah. She's married. And actually, that's one of the reasons I respect her is because she was... Her husband, I heard about this on an interview with her, she was... Her and her husband were about ready to split, but because both of their families came from split households, they made a... a um, a committed effort to say no, 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 no. We Just need to, we need to end this. We need to end this in our families. This split, like like divorce in our families. We need to stop this. This, yeah, this is they her. Got, they this got is... together after um. What's the song that was really? So what? Which was like about him? Yeah. After they broke up, they got back together after that song came out. Yeah, which I respect her for. <clears> I mean, <throat> I don't know how it, bisexual then how that would apply to it. I mean, no, she's bisexual, choosing a man for now, basically. Is yeah, how that would apply. And she's, um, yeah, but. She's actually done a little bit to push the limits of pop star sexuality. Lady Gaga just she gets sexy and she does things that are sexually suggestive, but that's not new. Yeah, no, no, no. That's no, been no. my response every time somebody complains about Miley Cyrus. I'm like, you guys, this is not new. We saw this happen with Christina Aguilera's "Dirty Phase." My, Britney Spears. Britney Spears, my my pop star best friend. Yeah, how good is that? <laughs> we took the. Uh, you should check us out on Buzzfeed. It's which pop star is your best friend? He got Britney Spears. I got Katy Perry. I won. I don't know. I think Katy Perry is perfect for me. Ten years ago, I won. Whenever I answered, there was always like a couple of questions. There was either that, or there was the my like my number one choice, but there was a close second one. Usually had to do with sports, and uh, I picked. I did it twice, and the second time I just did the sports questions. I got Drake, so obviously I got Drake when I picked sports things. I don't want to be best friends with Drake. No, if I see, I, 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 watch I didn't know you'd gotten Katy Perry. I thought you got Drake, and I was like, I definitely won that because forget Drake. No, I got I, Katy Perry. Drake, whose historical comparison is probably Belle Biv DeVoe. <laughs> You know who that is? Was that? Uh, I just remember Belle Biv DeVoe from Scrubs. That girl is poison. poison. Yeah, that's one of their two hits. Yeah. 
And then, I just, yeah, I remember and from should Scrubs. I, should I organize Bell Biv DeVoe alphabetically under B for Bell Biv or D for DeVoe? <laughs> Elliot, someone Dr. in that Dr. show, Reed. Someone, one of those writers on that show loves Bell Biv oh, DeVoe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they come up all the time. Yeah. Um, Where were we, we talked about Miley Cyrus a little bit. Let's pay her some, some service just by herself. More, some tongue service? Blah, 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 blah. Um, I feel like she might go down as probably the most her and uh, one of the person on this list and Carrie Underwood before we go down as one of, and Dolly Parton as one of the most successful country crossover acts ever. Because she was a country singer Miley? until this year, yeah. Like her music was like pop music with country. You'd say that Parting the USA? No, but that was that was the beginning of the crossover. That was like not this year though. No, I know. That was in first yeah, year no, and, I, half, I, and that was four I years misspoke. ago. But Hannah Montana is a country singer, no? I never watched the show. I think she is. I know Billy Ray Cyrus is her dad, so it couldn't... There's definitely country in there. Yes, there is. I get, Call her a crossover act, in my opinion. What was the other one she had? The Climb. The Climb is pretty... It's got some twang It's got some twang. Yeah, Yeah, I can agree to that. Um, But Carrie Underwood? Carrie Underwood is for sure a crossover. I mean, I know she's a crossover. She's definitely a crossover, but you think in all time? In terms of financial success, she's done quite well for herself. I will say that Carrie Underwood is the best uh, American Idol winner we've ever had. By far, it's financial wise. Kelly Clarkson. I love Kelly. Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. I love Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Since you be gone and because of you are my two of my favorite songs. Well, obviously, the answer to that is, by the way, is Chris Daughtry. <laughs> <laughs> right, Chris Daughtry. Did he win? No, he like, came in fourth or something. Yeah, like that. exactly. He was in the the double Davids here. David Archuleta and David Cook. I stopped watching after season two. Me too. <laughs> my wife didn't though. Oh. Um, <laughs> Touche. Yeah, I don't know. I think I feel like I feel like probably most likely case scenario is Miley Cyrus has seen the way in ten years the way Britney Spears is now. She's yeah. probably still around, probably still making music. We're probably kind of wary of her. But more people remember Britney Spears for her meltdown. Yeah, I know, which is what, what's happened. Which I think will be the Miley's downfall. She hasn't had a meltdown yet, though. She's had an image shift. Yeah, she hasn't had a true meltdown. Give it a few years. Give it a few years. I think she's gonna. I don't know, man. She. She's going down that path. She's I'm going sure. down a bad path but it's very similar to the path that i went down in high school like it's just you're you're just an experimental young person yeah but you didn't have millions of people taking your picture i agree so but here's the thing about that and i don't know i think i ranted at megan about this i don't know if you actually got the full bore of this but the issue around miley cyrus using drugs and drinking getting into partying she's 21 or 22 years old or 20 whatever it is old enough to do that stuff That's pretty much what every 21 22 year old does in the world right now and if you're gonna get in a tizzy Every time a rock star smokes weed, oh my goodness, you will be in a tizzy all the time. Yeah, that's how they do things. There's a story about Led Zeppelin banging a girl with a mud shark. <clears throat> that's a very famous story. Rock stars and pop stars Are do crazy. crazy things. They're crazy. And you know what? Doing drugs isn't even really crazy. It's something probably, if you look to your left and you look to your right, one of those people probably has done drugs in their time. Read Scar Tissue by Anthony Kiedis. Yeah. You'll get a glimpse of what it's like to be a crazy rock star. Yeah, you'll get a little bit of a glimpse. A little bit. And even a glimpse into what he was able to see with other stars. Like yeah. the Jack Nicholson scenes in that book are like pretty eye-opening, where Jack Nicholson in the 80s would just like troll the room for models and like one of them would take and he would go home with that one. <laughs> I don't see it. Just because he's Jack Nicholson, is that famous. it? Yeah, it's not because he's good looking. I know. I love uh, Jim Carrey's impression of him, though. Yeah. Let's talk about your best friend. Katy Perry? Yeah. Because I have a really hard time thinking of how we'll see her. Yeah. Because it's pretty well consensus that she makes very <laughs> mediocre music. <laughs> <laughs> but also, she's undeniably really famous. She's like Snooky. Is it boobs? 
Not for me. I know not for you. I like Dark Horse. Yeah. And I really like Roar. I don't like Roar so much. I really like Dark I'm, Horse. I like Roar enough that like when you when you when it's on in your car, I'm okay with it. I like Roar because of um what's her face use it as her walk in music when she fought Rhonda. Misha Tate. Oh, did she? That's yeah. cool. And I was like, okay. I it's, like the song it's now. It's catchy. I can't really hate on it, but like, I really, really like Dark Horse. That's really the only Katy Perry song that I really like outside of Wide Awake. I don't like that song. I enjoy Wide Awake. That's, yeah. I don't like it as much. It's There's, kind of very similar style to it, though. But yeah, none of them are like, oh my goodness, have you heard this latest blank song? No, they're all just kind of like, oh, it's a pop song. It could be really anybody. It could be Fifi Dobson, <laughs> for all I care, who I always think is Avril Lavigne. It could be an Avril Lavigne song. No. Well, like a lot of her songs, I think the singer is interchangeable. No, they have, not Avril Lavigne, though. Fine, but whatever. <laughs> I, mean, I just you, thought that's my point, but I'm yeah. Using Avril to illustrate she's a point. She's not... Like, she, Katy Perry sings songs written by songwriters in Sweden that anybody could sing. Like, not I couldn't sing them, but that any pop star could be plugged in. You turn Dark Horse into a Miley Cyrus song, I mean, it's basically 23. Yeah. Because you got half the band there already. You got Juicy J. Juicy J, who uses Mike Will. Yeah, you just gotta put in a you just gotta put in the Mike Will made it soundbite, and then it's basically twenty. I thought it was a Mike Will beat. When I, I would be surprised. Song. Yeah, he doesn't use the Mike Will made it like. Doesn't stamp. always do it though. That's what I thought. Like on, it, do, it sounds hardcore like a Mike Will. On made music it. videos and on live performance tracks, it doesn't. It's not in there. Okay. Yeah. Um. So it's yeah. Would you her, agree with that? she's not an all no not an all time. It's just too much meh. Her shows aren't. She's not a good live performer. I, I said Natalie Gore at the beginning of the show. I meant Leslie Gore, and that <laughs> was the. And, and I want to compare Katy Perry to her again. I don't know who Leslie Gore is. It's my party, and I'll cry if I want to. You've heard her songs, okay? But you sure. don't know who she is, because she had two or three songs that are still played on oldie stations, and I think that's the that's the ceiling of Katy Perry's potential, is like maybe a teenage dream, and California Girls. Get and maybe Roar get played on oldie stations forty years from now. Yeah, we were discussing that in class. What do you think like QMFM is going to be like in twenty years? Rap. <laughs> you wish. No, it'll you be. Wish. It'll be. It'll be the same. It'll you think be, it's going to still be? It'll playing... be music from today, and then it'll be you okay. know uh, it'll be contemporary music from the day in twenty years. Okay. Because they're they're hot AC. They'll always play the hot adult contemporary music. I read an article. I was reading an article um, just before we did this. Started recording. I want to get your thoughts. It, the title, I just read the title in like the first paragraph, actually. But it <laughs> was called... From Zach. I didn't really... Yeah, I didn't really read it. It was called, We'll Never See Another Pop Star Like Phil Collins. Thoughts? Go on. I didn't... Exactly. Oh. I didn't read it all that much, but I just read him like, hmm. Yeah, interesting, because he kind of looks like everybody's dad. Yeah. So I agree in that regard. He's a fantastic musician. Like, yeah, you... Re- that's one of the better think, drummers of all time. Okay, in that regard, I disagree, because Bruno Mars is a very, very impressive musician. Okay, fine. All right. Just saying. Sure. Yeah. And and all and like, if you consider the voice to be an instrument, I think Beyonce is very impressive. Yeah. What um, about Beyonce? We'll get to Beyonce. She's yeah. on. She's on the list. Okay. So, but we got three minutes to go, so we're gonna rip through the rest of them. Yep. She. Uh, he. Yeah, because he's like a drummer. He, he's a pop star that came out of a band. Maybe JT's kind of also a little bit close to that, but he's just not the he's level he's of not musician. That musician. I think the the thing is with Phil Collins, we'll never see a pop star again who looks like Phil Collins. That's for a sure, huge part ever. of it. It was just his music alone like made he's him. He's the lamest looking man in the world. He is. Him and um, the lead singer of Pink Floyd. Like you could run. Dave by- Gilmore? Yeah. You could run by them and be like, just run right by them and, be, and you wouldn't know you just passed going two of the greatest for, rock stars yeah, of all time. Going for a squash match? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You could see them at the footy game. It's a footy gang. Let's rip through these. Justin Bieber, I think we can all agree he's probably. He's on the downslide, man. He's on the, certainly, but it, you know, he can come back. Yeah, he can. 
I think if he's going to, but he doesn't make good music. He doesn't at all. Not at all. And that's pretty. And outside of his fandom, it's pretty consensus as well. Yeah, no one apart who's older than fifteen and has a wiener doesn't like d- agrees that there's n- there's nothing to his music. So you're not in that class because you just said wiener. So you're clearly not older than fifteen. <laughs> I don't want you to censor anyone. You only have to. Beep. Yeah, Beep. I think a lot of it has to do also with his attitude. Like people just don't seem to like him. But that's not the first time people have been like that. No, like you're right. People didn't really like Madonna. No, to a musician. But it makes him harder for record labels to market. <laughs> unless, to a certain extent, unless he goes all the way to the other side, like my. I, I was going to say, unless he fully embraces it. I would love that. I, I can't wait to see the the Bieber like strung out on heroin album where it's like hard rock sung by Justin Bieber. Yeah, I'd buy that. Yeah, I would like. I yeah, if he's like doing this. Have you seen his video when he's in um, talking he's talking to the lawyers? Yeah. And that image, okay, fine. But you can't see him go out and singing "Baby" anymore. No, he needs to go sing Lil Wayne songs. He needs, yeah, he <laughs> needs to get get dirty if he's gonna if he wants to make a comeback. Because right now, it's I I, I don't know. I don't know many believers in my life. But I, Brooklyn's probably the only one you know. Okay, so I have to. Can you still support this? I know there's a lot of Twitter support, but those people are stupid. Yeah, they're on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Beyonce. Hey, hey, follow us on Twitter, by the way. Yeah, follow us on Twitter at TrulyBMax and, and at Zagrum13. Yeah. What about Beyonce? I think, yeah, everyone loves Beyonce. It's hard, hard to find people who don't like Beyonce. It's very hard. And she does make good music. She's a very good live performer. Surfboard. 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 <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, she puts on great shows and she's an amazing singer. I mean, those and her s- albums do well, her songs do pretty well. That's like a recipe for greatness, is it not? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like she's done something that, at least in my lifetime, only Mariah Carey's ever done. Which is? Achieve diva status while still being at the height of your popularity. Hmm. Aretha Franklin, Etta James, Celine Dion, these women who are famous divas. Kind of only, at least as far as I know, kind of only became perceived that way in a, as a diva in a positive light later. One of the more listened to albums in the Griffin household when I was growing up was Divas 2001. It's just the We best. had that. Yeah, with yeah. Um, Aretha, uh, Gloria Estefan, <laughs> Celine Dion. Um, Gloria is not a real diva. Shania Twain. Not a real diva. And there's one more. I can't remember who it Probably is right now. James. Who? I don't know. I'm just, you remember the VH1 Divas series? Like, that was a yep. thing? Like these, these like it's like a class of musician, and Lady and, and Beyonce is one of the rare ones to get there while she's still very popular. A lot of it's hindsight, often. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like, like she's yeah, there. she was a diva. No, she, everyone. She's everyone. she's like where we. She's already. Currently, oh, it was Mariah Carey. That was yeah, her. yeah, yeah. Probably Mariah. Yeah. We. I feel like Beyonce is where is already at the point that we will perceive her on a historical level. Agreed. Very, very important. She to like, is quote unquote black pop music in the twenty first century. I can't, There's not a lot of that. I can't think exists. of a more influential pop, like at least a female, in terms of the pop world. There's so no mu- one even close to Beyonce's influence. Yeah, and so much of uh, what I hear today a lot is can be heard in old um, Destiny's Child songs as well. Especially, bills, especially because Timbaland and Pharrell seem to be producing so much of today's pop music. And they were they were key producers on. Were or, they? Yeah. Well, Timbaland was for sure, and I know that Pharrell was in the Jay Z fold at a certain point. Hmm. Well, he was but, on. Um, like he was at Magna Carta. Yeah. Well, he was in. He's always been a producer for for Jay Z, and he's been a producer for pop stars for for days. And days? I feel like I'm sure that as soon as uh, colloquially a long time, <laughs> I feel like as soon as Jay Z got involved with Destiny's Child, probably Pharrell got involved as well. But I know Timbaland produced Bootylicious. Great. 
Oh, fantastic! And Miss Independent, like there's like entire an entire one of those entire albums was, was Timbaland, whose fingerprints are all over nowadays pop music too. He is. So maybe it's Timbaland's influence, but it's through the surrogate that is Beyonce. Yeah, yeah. She's the face. S- seems legit. Yep. Let's switch races entirely to the whitest person in the world, Taylor Swift. <laughs> That's a. You don't think she's one of the more successful country crossovers? That's what we're going to talk about. She is very, very successful. Yes. But it's only been for one album, the crossover. Which one? Red. Didn't you have another one before that? It, there, it, Red was the first one. Oh, that's the first crossover album. Yeah, Red okay. was the first one called a pop album. I'm pretty sure Red was still nominated in the Country Music Awards. Uh, the song Red was. Oh, okay. The album was just up for album of the year. At the Grammys. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but the song Red is for sure a country song. Yep. Loving you is red. Like, it's, it's country. <laughs> I agree. And she's a songwriter, too. She writes all her own songs, and that, for me, affects the legacy of a, of a singer. That's why I feel like Kesha could end up with a much more positive legacy than she currently has now, especially if maybe some of the songs she wrote for Britney Spears turn out to be classic Britney Spears songs, like Toxic, which it kind of already is. That was written by Kesha? I think, I think it was Toxic. It was either Toxic or Slave, but one of those, they're both good. One of those two songs was written by Kesha. Wow. And Dr. Luke. Kesha can't sing. Yeah. That's why she was a songwriter for years. That's how you end up being a songwriter. Is you sing, be, talk. You're a musician, but they don't think you have it, but they do like your songs. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> well, we saw in that documentary, Writing's Where the Money Goes. Usher. <sighs> What's your problem with Usher? Uh, he bought. He got Bieber. That's my problem with Usher. Because he brought you Bieber? Yeah. He so got eliminate Bieber. that. Let's talk about his music and his own persona. I don't like, persona. yeah. He has annoying... It's annoying. That is the exhalation of an angry man you just heard. It's it's an. I quit the is, show. Is it little? Who's yelling in that yeah, song? Of course, little John. What is it little John? Obviously. Yeah, I'm, I was gonna say like <laughs> if anyone else is yelling, then I hate them too. But it's little John, so okay, it's awesome. It's got ludicrous in it. I know. It's only so much ludicrous. Tune in after the show for the boxing match between Zach and Max. <laughs> I don't like yell that much. Usher Usher was in that lane that that we were talking about with Bruno Mars. Yeah. Like he had a chance to be a Michael Jackson type. I thought he was gonna be the next James Brown when he danced with him at the Grammys and he like put on a show, he danced better than James Brown. I'm like, this guy's the next James Brown for sure. And then as I made the joke, their careers kind of died at the same time. One because of an actual death. Which was Usher James because Brown. he went on the voice. Yeah, um Exactly. And that's I mean, I guess Adam Levine and Billy Blake Shelton are still kind of at the top of their respective games, but Shakira and Usher are not. <sighs> CeeLo <laughs> CeeLo was when he was on the show was like he right, was huge it was right after Forget You came out a song written by Bruno Mars was it? yeah awesome yeah written and produced by Bruno Mars good for him yeah. um, that's just that's an angry a, man which, song which is a thing he was doing before he became famous as Bruno Mars is he was writing songs for other pop and doing stars. Elvis impressions and doing Elvis impressions since the age of five yep I always felt when I was a kid Usher's first album came out when I was in fourth or fifth grade and I was in significantly blacker circles then than I am now. <laughs> yeah, you're not in black circles anymore. <laughs> um, but he was really huge right away, and he was like 16. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? When seven, when I, I forget the name of the song, but it's seven o'clock on the dot. I'm in my drop top, cruising the streets. I emceed my fifth grade talent show, and no less than six people performed that song as their talent show. That's how big that song was. I don't remember it. Um, just because I don't like Usher. Yeah, but he just yeah I don't know something went wrong at some point in his something career. happened. I think it was the voice that was him trying to make a comeback and no. Yeah, I like where he's at though in terms of artists and rep- repertoire now, like where he's discovering people. Yeah, and he's uh, he's making money off Justin Bieber. Every every step Bieber takes, Usher takes ten percent of that step. I would imagine. Yeah, that's a good point. So good on him. Let's wrap this up. We're at thirty six minutes. It's a bit of a long show. Let's wrap it up because I've got a meeting to get to in two minutes across campus. 
Kanye West and Jay-Z as one point, kind of as a means to encapsulate all rappers, because we could do a whole show on rappers if we wanted to. They have, oh my goodness, they've done a lot in the rap community. Who else has done anything close to those two in recent years? A lot of people have done what I perceive to be close to what Kanye West has done. I don't think anybody's achieved, if anybody's come close, it's been Dr. Dre. To Jay-Z status? I don't think anybody in music that I can think of has ever achieved the Dr. Dre st- of the Jay-Z status where he owns the label. He's a billionaire. He owns the label that he that signed him when he was a rookie recording artist. Yeah. He's a part owner of Def Jam. Yeah, I know. Which is the rap label. Yes. He is an entire owner of Rockefeller, which is like an imprint within Def Jam. That that's ne- who does who's done that? Nobody. No one has taken Nobody over the business Dre, that signed him. Dre has his own record label. Yeah. But this would be like a lot of people have their own record but label. But Dre owns Aftermath. Yeah. Which is an imprint of Interscope, which is the record label he was on. This would be as if Dre had bought Interscope. Yes. From Jimmy Iovine. It's the guy from Interscope. Okay. Um, I'm, like, I'm, I'm shaking my head saying that, <laughs> no, nah, it's not even close to what Jay-Z did. But yes, also, I didn't know who Jimmy Iovine was. No. <laughs> but, if they, but if he had gotten his hands on Interscope, which is like another huge rap label, which is Not where Def Jam, though. It's almost as big. This is where all, this is the West Coast Def Jam. This is where Ice Cube was. This is where NWA was. Okay. This is where Eminem was. This is where Dre was. But Def Jam's got video games. <laughs> Def Jam has fighting games. Um, and Def Jam has Island Def Jam for reggae and Def Jam South for Ludacris, which Ludacris is the CEO of. Ludacris is probably the closest currently to Jay-Z because he became head of Def Jam South, but he works for Jay-Z. Yep. Jay-Z did it better. Kanye, there's a lot of people who have done what Kanye did. Pharrell kind of did what Kanye did. He went from producer to star. Con- but no one's got the ego that Kanye has. Certainly. Well... I bet you Jay-Z's got an ego like Kanye has. He just doesn't let it come through in the music as much. Which I think is something says something about his ego. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, I agree. Uh, Kanye's ego is all consuming. Yes. But Kanye is got no id. He's got no all he's got no what's the other third part? Ego, id, and super ego. He's got none of that. It's just all ego. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. He's not an amazing rapper where he is an amazing is is amazing is a producer. Yeah, I, I was think gonna he's say. gonna forever. I think he, oh, you've already seen it, but I think in 30 years you'll be able to say Kanye West changed the way beats were made. I can agree to that. And the way rap agree. beats sounded. I can agree to that. But in, in, in between him, Pharrell, and Just Blaze. Just Blaze? Three guys who were part of Jay-Z's stable of producers for years totally changed the way the rap music is sounding to me. So are guys like Mike Will made it, but that's like more of a southern... Just kind of, uh, kind of, kind of a takeoff on the crunk sound of the of the late of the mid two thousand. Mike Will May is just working with what other people have made before. I'm just yeah. doing it very, very good. Yeah, it's like Kobe. Michael changed the game, and Kobe's doing it very well. Yeah, Kobe's doing his A minus impression of Michael Jordan. Yeah, exactly. Mike That's- Will May is doing his his A impression of club bangers from throughout history. Bangers, bangers with a Z. Oh, damn it! That was my album. Bangers yeah, with, with a Z. Z, baby. Z, baby. It's a Z. All right, that's the end of Pop Corner. He's the Z-Man. Check me out. Excelsior. I'm Max Sussman. This has been Pop Corner. See you next week. Love you guys. Bye. Jesus! Jesus!